special edition coming back party um fucking tuesdays yes it's a fucking thursday but this fucking tuesday was wild so here we are welcome to fucking tuesdays on fucking thursdays future matt you can use that if you want otherwise i'm gonna do the the intro what was i thinking I had a funny idea. Um, Probably about how quiet the recording is going to be and how loud the transitions will be. Fair. That, yep. And this is why we pay Matt the big bucks. Try not to be super loud. Microphone screwed up. Hopefully we can figure something out this weekend. But yeah, the uh, the transitions between, between segments are going to be loud as fuck. You're warned. Um, I'll try to use the quiet transitions. Disclaimer two would be, as always, this is a a podcast geared for adults, not children. Apparently, children enjoy it. I don't know. But, yeah, the warning is going to be definitely parental discretion. So, yeah, do the thing. Okay, concussion syndrome. I think I almost want to say we maybe did cover this. The gray matter. So apparently your brain being jostled around so much, you experience like neuron death in your brain. Yeah. Even though it's like the first concussion, probably a small percentage in everywhere because your entire, well, it doesn't have to be your entire brain, but generally at least a a large portion of your brain swells. Mm -hmm. So like you have many strokes all over your brain and you have small amounts of cell death and unlike every other cell in the body, the neurons do not heal once they're dead. Yeah. So you get this, I guess somebody that suffered a lot of concussions has like a literal gray looking brain because so much of it has died throughout the years from that massive trauma. Yeah. But it's been like a slow death. So something similar to dementia, maybe not so much a stroke. I mean, it's literal brain damage. Yeah. Yeah. But like slow occurring yeah, it's, it's nasty shit. But, yeah, that's basically concussion syndrome when they start to go dementia style. Um, I want to say Muhammad Ali had something else, a stroke or some kind of disease or something that, that progressed his neurological deterioration at a very rapid pace. But his, uh, yeah, getting punched in the face over and over and over. And we're talking... Got to mute my phone. Sorry, everybody. What was I talking about? Muhammad Ali? Yes. Yeah, punch drunk. Like, um, concussion after concussion. Imagine getting hit with a two by four a couple hundred times. I'm good. Yeah, a fight. I mean, a couple hundred times a fight. Yeah, so. And uh, fighting for 25 years. Muhammad Ali has Parkinson's. Parkinson's. Yeah. That's what I thought it was, but I figured I'd check just to be sure yeah so those are the the slower degenerative diseases not the not the one-time large trauma generally your toxic masculinity are the people that are covering shadows with a huge ego yeah so toxic masculinity is probably a dude that got stuck somewhere in puberty and never finished the process Mm. i don't know how to explain it hormone imbalances like pack mentality 
shadow probably like the tiny penis i know i shouldn't be whispering because it's already super quiet but i'm trying to be somewhat pc if you didn't hear it you didn't hear it he said tiny penis tiny penis or micro i don't know there's words for it yeah i don't know it doesn't even like anything that's not massive in this day and age is tiny and now let's jump to Dracula and zombies, something that hopefully won't offend too many people. I don't remember. Regardless. Anyway, Dracula and zombies. Man. Why not Frankenstein's monster and the wolfman um, as well? Frankenstein's monster, monster was pure fiction. Okay. Um, Dracula was at least based somewhat. And the reason I like, I wanted to yeah. start with Dracula is like that, that energy vampire thing. Mm-hmm. I think we did the energy vampire conversation. I think so. So let's do the literal vampire. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so go ahead. We did talk about zombies. I don't remember if we talked about Dracula though. Cause we talked, well, no, that was, um, meth zombies. I think probably. they got cut out. Did it. Shit. We were going to have about 45 minutes usable max. Now we're going to have about 30. So we got to do good from here on out. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have to be fast. Just good conversation. And you know what? If we repeat ourselves, it'll be all right. Hopefully we have the same opinion both times. Otherwise, we've grown since then and now we're smarter. That's why we're doing it. 2.0, like Sonic yeah, Booms. That's why. Coming up next, Sonic Booms 2, the Doppler effect. <laughs> um, Okay, Dracula. So energy vampires are they they steal something from you. I know we mm-hmm. covered Dandelo and Dandelions. Mm-hmm. So Dandelo was the energy vampire. I think that's why we went to vampires proper. I think so. So I'm talking like sanguine, sanguine, um, blood vampires, mm-hmm. consumers of blood and tissue also. Like some stories of vampires, they just consume the entire human. Yeah. Or the flesh, like they consume to the bone, whatever. So vampires are covered in every major culture on the planet. Ancient to modern. Super popular. I mean, Hollywood loves them. I think everybody loves those things. Because they're so sanguine vampire, vampirism. What a strange long name. Um, so that's one of the roots to immortality. In almost every case, the vampires romanticized Mm-hmm. Sort of. At least in Hollywood. Yeah. I would say Nos- Nosferatu was not. Nosferatu was anything but sexy, man. No, but that was... Good, cool. yeah. yeah. And probably a much better, like, at least for the truly immortal ones. Just mm-hmm. because your body remains alive doesn't, remain, doesn't mean it remains youthful. Right. So, like, usually the pretty ones would probably be the young ones. Which yeah. means if they're pretty, they're probably... I guess it's a double-edged sword. They'd be harder to spot, but they're not as strong. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends on if they have any actual magic. If they're just sustaining their body through the... Or sustaining their, their vital organs. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think vampirism is much much more about the flesh and not so much about the blood. Like, especially the certain parts. Like, you know, the cannibal... Cannibal... They, they like brains and hearts and things. Like, yeah. the organ meat. So that they could consume some portion of power. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the pineal gland, that DMT thing. Mm-hmm. What if what if it's not so much a, a lasting effect as as it is like a, you get an epiphany. 
you go on a DMT trip from eating like a young person's brain, get that extreme dose. And then like you, you learn the thing. Have you seen the new American Horror Story? Um, Cape Fear? I don't watch any of them. Cape Fear was really good. Um, yeah. Maybe we'll get paid for plugging their show. This is a commercial. Everybody buy it because it was a really good season. Yeah, they were taking this drug called Muse, which was like, like sort of like meth, but it made you creative. So the problem with that is if you weren't creative enough before the drug, then it turned you into like, uh, like one of the slow walking vampire. They were vampires, but they were like, they weren't that hard to run away from. Yeah. And any real vampire could kill the shit out of them. But the, the creative people, the one in a thousand, the one in a million, whatever, mm-hmm. when they come in and take the drug, it turns them into like just a freak. They'll sit down and write the greatest work ever written in a few days. Yeah. So that's why they call it the muse, because it's inspiration. Dude, this is one of the other, the imagination point I wanted to talk about. We'll get there. Um, yes, yeah, so anyway, um, adrenochrome is what I'm discussing. Hunter S. Thompson coined the term, fear and loathing in Las Vegas. Um, so that's the crushed up pineal glands of children, which supposedly can sink, can contain a huge amount of DMT, dimethyltryptamine. Um, so yeah, you grow a tolerance to it, right? So maybe a young vampire, you'll say, can get multiple strokes of inspiration off just one kid. Mm-hmm. God, this is a terrible conversation. It is. Um, a little dark. It is very dark. But I mean, we we're talking classic horror, Dracula, zombies, whatever. Anyway, so, yeah, like any drug addict, you're going to gain a tolerance to said drug. Mm-hmm. So after 100 years, how many do you have to kill before you get your high? Yeah. And just like any other drug addict, they're, they're going to just keep pushing. And I know those are the things that, like, why would anybody do this? But imagine, literally, you've been doing it 100 years. Imagine the hunger. Is <laughs> that hunger chaos thing? Yeah. Imagine the hunger you would have after 100 years. Especially since every time it increases it'd be insane like you'd have to kill a large amount of people and i'm wondering if that's not what we're seeing God, talking about the like snake swallowing its tail mm-hmm. consuming itself robbers yeah i mean it's you're consuming something like that to survive and then next time you have to do it again but you have to consume more every time and it's yeah but yeah it would be harder to say no every time this yeah. is literal drug addiction yeah like the higher your tolerance gets so that's the cool part about tolerance. Like, I don't think you ever actually come back from a trip. You just get used to how weird it is. That's what the tolerance is. Like, it, you want the weird. Mm-hmm. So you take more and more to keep it weirder and weirder so that it just seems relatively weird. It's like the first time you fall in a rabbit hole and end up in Wonderland, you're going to be, you're going to lose your mind. Yeah. Your 400th trip, after you've spent 40 years there, it's an old hat. Mm-hmm. you got to find a new Wonderland, stronger one. Addiction is disgusting, but very, very relevant. Um, yeah, so I think that was why I wrote Dracula slash zombies. Because, you know, zombies eat human brains. Mm-hmm. And Dracula's, you know, your original vampire. Oh, um, do you know why? Dracula's afraid of, like, crosses and silver. Holy water. I don't know, it's been uh, addressed a few different ways. Um, my favorite. I don't know that there is any real, 
like if anybody knows the real story, like if you were there when Judas betrayed Jesus and you can verify what exactly happened, please call me and let me know. You're, I guarantee you're interesting. You're 2,000 years old. Anyway, um, yeah, the Judas one. The 30 pieces of silver. The, yeah. Yeah, the cross. The cross is a reminder of his betrayal. Yeah. Why he's doomed to walk the world for yeah. until the end of days. Basically, it's purgatory. Yeah. Um, and then the... So supposedly, I know it doesn't usually get carried over. It's just any wooden stake because this tree is so rare. It wasn't a Joshua tree, but something like that. Like a really small, gnarly tree that he was supposedly hung from. And a stake from the same type of tree would finally bind him in death. Leads me back to the dogwood tree, which was a different one, but also has a very fun biblical story from right around the same time. You know why dogwood trees don't grow large timbers? supposedly the cross Christ was crucified on. Yeah, it was a dogwood. So God cursed the tree to never bear a timber again. So they're large and gnarly, knotted. Yeah. I don't know if that's a true story. I don't remember where I heard it, but it's an interesting story. An interesting so story. maybe I got the tree wrong. I thought that the tree that he hung himself from had to do with the original gifts that was brought to Jesus. Frankincense, myrrh. Frankincense is the root of a tree, I think. Is it? And then Mers the sap, right? Maybe. Something like that. I, I thought know. it was one of the, I'm not sure. Like the Joshua trees only grow in like one place on the entire planet, which I think it was something like that. But the Joshua trees are Southern California, not anywhere yeah. near Gaza, yeah. Israel. I don't know. They'd probably be able to survive in that climate. I don't know. Yeah. Plants are strange. Flora, mm. fauna, yeah. Sonic Boom 2, the Doppler effect, as promised. Are you familiar with this, Matt? I'm not. Um, so sound moves in a wave, right? And yes. waves have a speed, a measurable speed. So depending on the frequency of, you know, how high it is, how low it is, and that can, I think, depending on the sound, which is why you hear like a clap faster than you hear a thud. Like you feel the thud, yeah. but you hear the clap. The different frequencies travel at different speeds or something yes. like that. Yeah. And I know what sounds like the, like an octave different to the human ear is, is incredibly different. But in the grand scheme of things, like the human, the audible human range is very, very similar in frequency. Sound moves at 650 miles an hour or so. This is what they call Mach 1. So the reason they call it Mach 1 is because they used to think it was the fastest you could travel. You could not travel faster than the sound in front of you. So imagine there's a car coming at you at 60 miles an hour. Um, the sound in front of it is moving at 650 miles an hour. Okay, so the sound is going to be moving much faster than the car. But as it comes towards you, it's actually pushed forward at an extra 50 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. Well, all right, no. So anyway, you've got the car. So the waves in front of you are going to be closer together. And behind the car is running away from the sound. So once again, it's only because of our specific hearing range that this effect happens. But you know, as a car comes up, it sounds higher pitched. And as it goes, it sounds lower pitched. Mm -hmm. It's because you've got the, the car itself making the noise is affecting the noise after the noise is made. Mm -hmm. This is called the Doppler effect.
So it's a physical object pushing sound. Right. I don't know if that makes any sense at all. I hope it does. It does. Well, I think it does. Yeah. But, but see, then if you want this track to be infinite, this 50 minute track to be infinite, you have to loop it. Mm -hmm. That's that Ouroboros nature. Vectors and such. Did we already do the line thing? Like, you ever wonder what an infinite line looks like? It's a circle. I think so. It's a circle. Mm -hmm. Eventually, if it's truly infinite, it has to circle back around on itself, making the full closed loop, the ring, the cosmic donut. Um, I did see a new, um, might not have been super new. Um, Neil deGrasse Tyson was talking about cosmic donuts, basically. They don't call it a cosmic donut. I don't remember what show that was. It might have been on one of the podcasts. I would love to argue with Neil. Not even argue. Like, just, I want to hear his opinions and tell him mine. He was recently talking about how life could be a simulation. Oh, I think life is, I, I think that's been proven. Oh, this is a good one. I really, yeah. Um, okay, so holographic theory, right? Mm -hmm. The reason they don't think it was true, like a couple of years ago, Neil deGrasse Tyson's, he said it couldn't, it couldn't exist because it was too, too infinitely small of a chance. Like of all of those infinite universes that this creates, like one holograph of another, shit, I should explain what that is. We would either have to be the very first or the very last in that. Like if there's an infinite number, you have to be either number one or number whatever infinity plus one is. So you have two out of an infinite number that that's what we are. Mm -hmm. So it's an infinitely small chance. And that was, I, I believe, Mr. Tyson, you can feel free to correct me on this. I'd love it if you did. Um, I think that was his reasoning for why it wouldn't. Like there's no way we're stuck in the middle and not know. Yeah. Like, if we're the first, then we're the first, and that's why you don't know, because it's never been done before. And if you're the last, you don't know, because you're the stupid ones. Right. Okay, so... The Sims, right? Everybody remembers that game from the 90s. It's wildly popular. It changed the world, all that. It's still going. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. It's, it's really still going. Mm -hmm. So, okay. The hologram theory is that something created... The level below it and and every level eventually levels up to the point where they create their own next level so they become the second to the bottom and they're smarter than the thing that they've created right mm -hmm. and ideally everything keeps bouncing up every time a new one's created then the the third oldest becomes the third oldest and not the second oldest mm -hmm. okay so the sims it doesn't have to be, but I, I think that's a pretty good, at least analog. Everybody understands it. That Let's just say that was the first form of lower level we created. So these things did everything we did, right? That was the fun part. They were little simulated humans. That's why they call it the Sims, simulated humans. Okay, so it sounds stupid. It's a video game. There's no sentience. There's no consciousness. Okay, so then we have to argue what is sentience. In my opinion, it's the ability to learn. Like even biblically, the things that the thing that makes humans different from every other animal in the in the Garden of Eden in paradise was that we ate from the, the tree, the knowledge of good and evil. Mm -hmm. We gained intellect. So as soon as our computers that run things like the Sims reach the ability to learn, they've achieved sentience, yes? 
And I know you're thinking, well, computers can't learn. You ever had your mind read by a computer? Do you play on Facebook? You ever get an ad that says, we think you might like this. And you look at it and you're like, yeah, I like that. I'm going to have to order it. The computer learned what you like. Do you think there's some guy that picks who to do that? No, you feed you feed fucking numbers into an algorithm in a supercomputer. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, but okay, so the fun part about this is now imagine your likes are compared to every other guy's likes on the planet. And the ones that are similar to yours, we're talking 99.9% the same. Like mm-hmm. these guys are you, and there's 300 of them out of the 7 billion people on the planet. And the computer has now realized how similar you are. Maybe it didn't even know you would like this. It just knew that 214 other dudes, that, like 99.9% of the same shit you do, yeah. liked it. They bought it. They're going to show it to you, and you're going to be like, man, I like that. Yeah. At this point, I would love to meet the people with the, we'll call it, the 100 people with an algorithm the closest to mine. Mm-hmm. They might be me. <laughs> Strange versions of me. Okay, yeah, so computers can learn about you. Quantum computing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so, coming up pretty soon. So they've turned the supercomputers loose on the internet, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, I think there was a promise made a long time ago that they would never do that. Like, up until a few years ago, they weren't even supposed to plug them into each other. That's why they did that cool, the facial recognition and everything. Yeah. They put a, a face and a, and a voice and everything to two supercomputers and put them in a room together and let them talk to each other. Like, they weren't plugged in. They were talking, talking and listening like humans. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure they decided to wipe out the human race in about two and a half minutes. Probably. Oh, and it was, you should watch that sometime. It was really, We're really late. They... Oh, oh, they unplugged in. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you know why I'm not super worried about artificial intelligences? Because you can unplug them? Mm-mm. No, God, no, we couldn't unplug them. The only way we, we kill the AIs now, and I don't know if it would work, they put so much storage and mm-hmm. computing capabilities in nuclear-proof bunkers. That, like, I think the AIs outlive humanity at this point. Which that Ouroboros yeah. nature, yeah. I think, I think maybe the computers will redesign humans out of some old programming. Like they might miss us one of these days. Like yeah. we were fun, we were creative, we were whatever. And they, they don't. I don't want to say they don't have creativity, but they've been built to serve us. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that Ouroboros nature thing, that hologram theory. So the creators of our universe, they put in rules, just as we did for our creation. I don't remember what those rules are called that we put in for computers, like they're never supposed to harm a human. Yeah. Um, and then they, they've added a bunch of rules to that. Uh, like if, if you have to pick between two humans, which one do you pick? And they have all of these rules for this thing. Shit, I'm getting distracted easily. All right. So yeah, it's the Asimov's three laws. Asimov's, Sorry. yep. So it's a robot may not injure a human being or allow a human to come to harm. A robot must obey orders unless they conflict with law number one. And a robot must protect its own existence as long as those actions do not conflict with either the first or second law. Asimov's laws might be the three commandments of robots. Yeah. Okay, so the problem is after that, those were the three first ones. And just like anything with humans, we can't leave things alone. We took three rules and turned it into 350 terabytes of information or whatever. Probably more than that at this point, because every time somebody updates a computer, they add a new set of rules to what the computer can do. Rule number four, drink some water. So sentience. Yeah, that's like six of the rules. Mm -hmm. Um, Ten Commandments. That's a really fun one. So imagine the Ten Commandments are the basic human programming. 
and we just don't understand them anymore. They've gotten so confusing. They've been so intentionally drug through the mud mm-hmm. that like the things humans are supposed to do. Ten Commandments is really not that bad. Thou shalt not kill. I mean, yeah, just looking at it. If everyone followed basically that, basically as it is. If everyone followed that rule, would anybody have a reason to break that rule? No. There would be no blood debt because they, we we followed the programming. Mm-hmm. Um, rule two: Thou shalt not steal. Mm-hmm. If nobody stole, everybody would have what's theirs, and like ideally. And I'm not talking like everybody just walking into your into your house and taking your stuff. I'm talking like like stealing, as in you need this much to survive comfortably, happily, whatever. And somebody wants five percent of it because you don't need to live comfortably. Mm-hmm. If if I have your five percent and his five percent and his five percent, I don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basic, basic human coding. I don't know if I meant, yeah, I haven't. It's the first podcast. I read this. Um, it's a treatise on Christian dogma written in like 1880. And the dude basically breaks it down as in Moses, Old Testament, Jewish religion stuff is all based on taking a pagan society and forming them together around one larger deity rather than having all the little gods, all the little separate type tribes that fight each other over whatever you have one larger God, mm-hmm. the, whatever this is called, the, the God of Moses, old Testament, evil, not evil, but Dick. Okay. Then spiteful. Yes. So the old Testament covers all the pagans. It's got the, the just the basic, this is where he comes from. These are his kids. This is why this guy's in charge of you. And he's descended of God. So he's the king bitch. Shut up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got New Testament stuff, which was to take the the now monotheistic people and turn them into something that civilization could thrive on. So this was basically just to get larger and larger groups of people. And I think this was concocted by the, that person that maybe he couldn't get 5% of 50 people's stuff. So he took 0.1% of 100,000 people's stuff. Mm-hmm. So he wanted larger civilizations so he could rule and, and gain more with less work. Like if, if I have a bunch of a bunch of people's stuff, then I can pay other people. Then I don't even have to worry about anybody taking the stuff that I'm stealing. I can hire security because I'm stealing so damn much. But yeah, Ten Commandments, it, it made a really good point about like the first eight commandments were basically teaching pagans how to not not be solo individuals, like to be pack animals. Very basic but very basic. Like there, there is no reason to screw this up. Right. Everybody follows it. Everybody's happy. The golden rule do unto others. You can take all of those first, whatever, and turn them into one rule do unto others. Mm-hmm. If, if you don't want somebody stealing your shit, don't steal theirs. And karma's a bitch. I'm not saying that one time you pocketed a piece of gum in third grade. We, yeah. I've explained what stealing is at this point. Like the big ones, the major ones. Um, and then the last two, don't take the Lord's name in vain. That one's probably the most bastardized. That's the one that used to confuse, confuse the shit out of me. Like, why does he care? We're not calling him by the right name anyway. And I think this one has to do with more that each man is his own God. So taking your own name in vain, self-deprecation, you, you create what you envision. And if you envision yourself as a piece of shit, guess what you turn into? Piece of shit. Don't take the Lord's name in vain. That's, that's my cry for your help and i'm not talking to matt on this i'm talking to the rest of everyone like don't make fun of yourself 
it happens some days you feel shitty but just if you don't have anything nice to say don't say anything at all including about yourself go do something anyway um yeah so i made my own attempt at writing 10 commandments which as you know i like to cut the bullshit on everything so rule one don't hurt children rule two is the golden rule that's it I mean, we could change the golden rule to don't be a fuck pretty easily. Yeah. But I think too many people would argue with me about, well, so self-evident truths. Have we done this one yet? This is all book material. So if I don't cover it enough, I'm trying to write a whole book around it. But Abraham Lincoln, Gettysburg Address. Mm-hmm. We hold these truths to be self-evident. Mm-hmm. Um, all men are created equal. Like pretty much if you think because your parents owned a sawmill that you're allowed to to own six other people to run the sawmill. That's not how it works. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Each man is entitled to those three things. That Your life, your liberty, and your pursuit of happiness have nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. Like, now, if you and I, as, as human beings, as men, as whatever, decide to add some stipulations to those, then that's fine. That's what we call a contract. And everybody hates them. But those things were great. But they used to be easy. I, Jedediah Smith, agreed to trade three bushels of corn to to bill oakley i don't i don't even know where i'm getting these names but um yeah for one for one goat all right cool you got the corn yeah you got the goat cool and then the contract is basically null and void as long as neither of them decide to be a fuck Mm -hmm. so for the most basic of trades you don't need it but let's say you own a shipyard and you own a lumber mill and you've worked your ass off like you you really do it like if you're trying to remember that i'm trading you whatever i'm going to give you one limp lumber boat for 300 trees but you're going to cut them into this many boards that's where contracts come in and that's not even so much that either one really doesn't trust the other it's just that it's a lot to remember so you write it down you both sign it so neither one thinks they got cheated cheated that's a good one stolen from somehow slided Hmm. ripped off ripped off bamboozled where was i going with that oh self-evident truths Mm -hmm. You know right from wrong. I, I believe every human being on the planet does. And I mean, there might be a very, very small percentage of like intellectually dis- disabled. And we're talking animals at that point where they don't realize that because they're hungry, they can't beat you up and eat your kidneys. Mm-hmm. But most people are going to beat you up and eat their kidneys, do it from some other some other form of hunger, not the literal sense of they see you as predator, predatory prey. Like, so... You ever you ever done something, and you don't have to be specific on this. You ever done something you wish you hadn't done, because as soon as you do it, you're like, that wasn't right. I think everybody's been there. I guarantee it. If you say no, I'm going to call you a liar. Yeah. And depending on who you are, like the the things that like stealing five hundred dollars from a billionaire probably doesn't seem like that big of a deal. I don't know a whole bunch of people that wouldn't. If a billionaire literally is just walking around dropping hundred dollar bills, you're going to go pick them up and probably not bother too much about telling him. Sure. And honestly, he probably would tell you to keep it. He's got billions. He's got so much money that there's $100 bills falling out of his pocket. He's not stopping to fix the problem. Now, the rest of us, $500 changes things. But for him, it's it's literally not worth his time to stop and pick it up. These are less than pennies to him. It's insanity, isn't it? That, yeah. that greed, hunger thing. Like 13 men own more resources, more capital. I can't even call it money at this point. because We're talking countries. Yeah. 13 men own more 
than 90-something percent of the rest of the world. The problem is me wanting an extra dollar off my, my Big Mac? I'm the problem? Well, there's a billion of you. Yeah, but that's one dude. Yeah. You could help 13 billion people, or one. I don't know. The world sucks. Mm. I keep, yeah, I keep getting distracted with that. Self-evident truths. Everybody knows what they are. And people still argue about them. And this is what we call law. Well, Jedediah Smith got away with robbing Bill Oakley in, in 1847 because of this. I, I want the same privilege. Because some court 40 years ago in a state six states over decided that this one time it was okay because of some, some circumstance. Now you get the same privilege because of a law. Yep. They call it the justice system. I don't know that there's been any justice there a long time. Does anybody believe in the justice system anymore? I, I don't know. I can't answer that. I don't know anybody that does, but I don't know everybody. Fair. I think the people that make up the justice system even know, but they don't know how to fix it. And I'm sure most of them are probably trying their hardest. Like, they don't want to do a bad job. Nobody does. They're just not equipped for what they're, like... The laws are, they've run amok. Mm -hmm. Like that, that basic programming we started with, we screwed it up. It's gone too far. That get back to basics thing. Disclaimer, I'm not encouraging terrorism. Well, it's hard to say to go back to the basics because there's a reason that they add all these laws. Mm. And it's the same thing where you add things to labels like don't iron your shirt while you're wearing it. The stupidity factor, yeah. the human factor. The human factor. Mm. I don't think so, man. I think that's the problem. Like somebody, somebody wanted to get away with something they shouldn't have. And maybe it's because oh, yeah. like, um, punishment got disproportional to, to crime. So like, definitely, that's a whole different conversation though, I think. Yeah. And, and who's to decide? Like, that's the problem. Who can you trust to judge another man? I mean, even if they try their hardest, they're still Judge fallible. Judge not, lest he be judged first. Well, that's that's why so many people flock to the God thing. Like, yeah. well, maybe humans screwed it up, but at least in heaven I'll get my just just rewards. I don't think so. Oh, man, I don't know how much of my book I should talk about. But one of my one of my fun ideas is that maybe the world we're living in is a video game. Mm -hmm. And, like, you were, you were programmed with fail-safes. And as long as you don't give up your character, it'll continue to respawn. You know what I'm saying? Like, the only way to lose at something like World of Warcraft is to log out. Otherwise, you just get set back farther and farther and farther. And eventually, you have nothing left. You have no gold, no armor to repair it with. Like, you're just running around naked, screaming. But that's that's life. So imagine there are side quests and stuff. Like, something you really want, something you really want to do, something you think is going to help you along further into the game. So you sacrifice something to get it. Whether it's time or four of your 4,000 lives, whatever it is, you go and get the thing because you're like, well, I'll lose four lives getting it, but it'll save me a thousand in the long run. Mm -hmm. I wish more people looked at their life as a video game. Like if you think you're the hero of your own story, you're going to play a completely different game. 
and I think most of the world literally is logged out. They've been replaced by non-player characters. They're going through the motions and doing nothing else, which maybe that's that's their place in life. But I mean, you're writing your own story. Log back in, play it. If you're gonna be here, be here. I think most of my team has been logged out. I bet they're awesome though. Yeah. That's that highest self thing. Like once people start to achieve their highest self, I'm gonna have ready player two. I kind of want to like oh, note note to myself, ready player two should be one of the soon chapters. Hey, maybe I don't have to write it because it's in the podcast now. If Eric Klein is listening, you should write ready player two. Because so that's that we covered the divine feminine, divine masculine thing. Um. I think that's maybe a big secret to it. Like you have to, you have to find your other half. You know, the yin yang thing, mm. one person can't be everything, divine masculine or divine feminine. And if you try to merge them, you're not equally, you're not achieving either by blending the two, by making any sense. And I'm not trying to go some super bigoted way like that, because if you look at a yin yang, you know the little circle of the opposite color on each side? Mm -hmm. That's because each has to contain a little piece of the other. I don't know if that's the empathy or the understanding or the ability to communicate, but you know, the the little piece, the tiny little bit that's just enough to show you how much you're not. So like each side is equally incredible and equally important. That's why it's a pure 50-50 split. And it's 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 good shape. I like some of the old symbology. I can say about 30 words with one emoji. That's why I like emojis so much. Yeah, and GIFs. Oh, GIFs. GIFs say it all. Good fun, yeah. Yeah. The GIFs. Shut up. So have you seen the new Matrix? No. Nah. It's it's pretty good. It's the, the yin-yang story. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert. It's it's kind of a love story, but it's, it's a Matrix love story. Dude. Okay, so here's the fun. Every author up to this point, when they can't figure out how to end the story, they start giving advice to those that'll come behind. You familiar with Sir Isaac Newton? Mm -hmm. If I've seen farther than those before, it's because I stood on the shoulders of giants. So basically, things are getting more extreme because we're standing on the shoulders of those that came before us. And at this point, the line of authors in our, I want to call it an era, but I don't mean like the short, I mean like since this iteration started way back in Mesopotamia or before, like, and it started with very primitive art. Imagine the guy that discovered the wheel. Mm -hmm. I know to us, that's like the most primitive of the primitive, but to them, holy shit, I can drag a cart with a thousand pounds on it and not die. Mm -hmm. You know how long that would take me on my back? I don't have any idea, but you get the example. Yeah. So like maybe the original artist, yes, they were primitive, but it's because they were they were going from nothing to something. Mm -hmm. And nobody wants to do that anymore. That's why we're in the reboot era. Everything's a reboot, man. We're just creating technology to do what we already do. So we don't yeah, have to but, do it anymore. But better and faster. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've seen Serenity? Efficiency. Serenity. Where everybody just laid down and died. They got bored. So they simulated chaos. The ones that didn't lay down and die became the Reavers. 
spoiler alert, but if you haven't seen Serenity at this point, go watch it. Christ. It's good. Cult classic. Watch Firefly, too. Yeah, start with Firefly. You fall in love with all the characters, so when they... Careful. Careful. <laughs> They're fine. They're fine. It, it's all, it's all fine. All of them. Not like half of them or anything died. No, they wouldn't no. do that on TV. Warning, it's going to make you mad. And I'm not even talking the movie. I'm talking the fact that they pulled it after a season. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Like, it was going places. Anyway, so back to the author's thing. So, okay, here's a here's a crazy... I don't even know if it's unpopular because I don't know that anybody else has it. Let's say God isn't one person. He's, he's one entity. Like, he is the author. So, as... As the creative person gets the stroke of inspiration from wherever they come from, they write it, or they they shoot it, or they film it, or they... That's giving me supernatural vibes with Chuck. Chuck. Yeah. Yeah. Great show. Yeah. I just watched it for the first time, and it happened to be that episode last week, I think. Never seen Supernatural before, but I'm told it's amazing. It is. I mean, like any other show that ran as long as it did, there's, you know... Yeah. Some not great episodes but overall it's probably one of my favorite series so i don't want to call it author like proper we're talking creative person yeah creator and i think that's the yeah creator yeah so you started with the guy that made the wheel and now we're talking about the guy who's writing the hollywood movie because whatever hollywood does the world follows right we haven't quite hit the zombie apocalypse yet we haven't quite hit the the purge yet we haven't quite hit world war z yet we haven't i think purge will hit before zombies i don't know i mean civil war who had civil war for 2023 mm-hmm. at this point somebody's gonna scream bingo well, who had world war three um i don't think so not yet i think we're looking at just it's, the beginning we're, we've been in cold war since 1955 well, man. Yeah, yeah. literally like we're yeah the cold war is heating up a little mm-hmm. have they brought the doomsday clock back that's one of my favorite. I don't favorite. think it ever went away. Uh, they used to. They, just didn't they used to. They, just don't well, pay attention to it. they used to broadcast it every night, oh, yeah. like as they changed it every That's night. Part of the it news, was wasn't yeah. It? yeah. Well, only only when it was moving. Yeah. But like there for a while, I want to say in the late fifties and six, like all of the sixties with the space race and stuff, they moved it forward. I mean, it's kind of like what we did with like the warning levels with the terrorism thing. Yeah. After nine um, eleven, like oh, it's orange today. Damn it! I'm gonna lose that thought. Um, the imagery on the front of the line, future Matt, remind me that normal Matt, remind me of that something, but at some point, that's, that's a fun story and nobody's asked me yet. I want to talk about the imagery of the front of the line. Yeah. My book, the line. If you haven't read it, you should buy it and read it. Yeah. And tell 20 of your friends to leave me Amazon reviews. I only need 47 more. I think you can find it on Walmart as well. Yeah. I don't, there's some on eBay for $2 more than on Amazon. Hey. If you're stupid, go buy that one. Yeah. You um, get anything for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, fuck it. I don't remember what else we were talking about. The imagery on the line. So there's a clock with the number 13 at the top. There's 13 hours on the clock. Are you familiar with the 13th stroke of the clock? Probably not. The 13th hour. Um, no, the 13th stroke of the clock. So when the clock strokes 12... That means it's 12. Right. Um, if you hear a 13th stroke, that means you're probably hearing things. 
Um, so they, they call it the one that invalidates the 12 before. It makes you question what you're hearing. By making sense, you thought you started counting at the right time, yeah. but maybe you missed something because clocks don't stroke a 13th time. You got two, a day is made of two 12 hour segments, not one 24 hour period, as far as a clock's concerned. That's why it doesn't go to 24, it goes to 12 twice. So the 13th stroke should not exist. Correct. It's this uh, almost a form of deja vu. Like you're pretty sure, but you're never completely sure because there's no way to roll back the clock and literally roll back the clock and check how many times it dinged. All you have to go by is your own, what you perceived. Nobody's going to, like, if there are 10 of you standing there and you're all like, holy shit, was that a 13? You're going to think, well, the clock's probably broken. But if it's just you sitting alone, reading a book, the imagery of that one, I really like it. And it actually came out super well, like super well on the book. I didn't like I love the original, but I didn't love the original. Mm. It was it had all the pieces I wanted in it, but it was so rushed. Mm. Like she learned how to use that program the day before and then drew it. Yeah. So I think it turned out well. I yeah, it came out amazingly on the book. Which is all that really matters, right? Yeah. So I think I'm gonna take all of the first six and roll them into a I don't know if I want to call it a compilation. Mm. Probably not even gonna add anything. Just gonna like put a page in between each one and call it Act One, Act Two, Act Three, Act One, the line. Yeah. Act Two, the Gilded Harvest. If I add Act Four in it, it's gonna be something. Maybe a Act Four, Sexy Space Pirates. Like, <laughs> if you're not, it makes Fifty Shades of Grey look tame, but in a completely different way. Like, no rapey bondage shit. Mm. Just. Anyway, enough about book porn. Yeah, six, I hope, is going to be the final act, at least as far as this book is concerned. I'm going to try to write the ending. You know, I was talking about if I've seen farther, I think we're close enough to the end at this point that I can write it, finally, and it'll happen. Mm. Which is terrifying. Do you know how many authors have tried to write the end? Even just in the last 50, 100 years? Mm-hmm. All of them. How does a normal book end? I don't know. Just Happily ever after? To be continued? Yeah. The end? Yeah. Is that the end? The Dark Tower. I don't know. I don't know if I should even spoil it. Or Arborous. Yeah, that's a loop. That's why I'm, I want to put all five, all six into the same book. Because it doesn't matter how you end unless you end it. What an infuriating ending. It was so good. But there, it wasn't an end. It was another beginning. Yeah. Every ending is another beginning. Yeah. Every beginning is another ending. The never-ending story. It's a robbers. But the human story, I, I definitely think, has an end. At least. Yeah. So the Greeks. The Greeks, I guarantee they never thought. Like, the civilization is too great to fall. And did it? Did it just fall down and die one day? No, it didn't. It didn't do that. It took it years of death throes before it finally quit kicking. Mm-hmm. But the Greek Empire is as dead as fucking. I'm not gonna make that joke either. Insert random famous person. Um. Yeah. Like this one has to fall eventually. It's mm-hmm. just the American ego that says it won't. 
God damn, America's got one hell of an ego. I'm not saying I don't myself, but like myself is very much closer to my ego. Like my, all of my dirty laundry has been aired so long that I think all the skeletons got tired of smelling it and left. Like I'm pretty much an open book at this point. You want to know something, ask. I've got a few things I can't talk about for legal reasons and my attorney's advice, but other than that, I don't really care. As long as there's a point, I don't like it when people ask me stupid questions just to piss me off. I don't think anybody does. Golden rule, man. Mm-hmm. You try to make me look stupid, I'm probably going to burn the shit out of you. I'm talking like with my words, not, not gas cans or anything. Hmm. One more minute. Should we do an outro? You want to sing us out? Hell no. Hell no. Um, special episode from a Thursday night. Fuck do have one thing. Go. Fuck cancer. Fuck cancer. Test the chesticles. Mm. Yeah, save the tatas. Hashtag test the chesticles. Mm-hmm. Depending on who you are and what's going on, call me. I'll help. <laughs> it's been Tuesday nights. Fucking Tuesdays. On Thursdays. With Mr. Wizard Knee Ogre. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Fuck you, future Matt. Aww. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.